Hey there, welcome back to The Ordinary. Thank you for um, joining me again and hopefully today's episode will be helpful to you and encouraging to you. Um, so let's go ahead and just jump right in. Today um, I decided I wanted to talk about the practicalities of starting um, fat loss or weight loss. Um, so I'm, I don't want to cover exercise right now because I think that there's probably um, enough material for both nutrition and uh, exercise for two separate episodes. So I'm going to go ahead and just cover nutrition today and I'm going to try to keep it brief. Haha, <laughs> but you know me. Um, so anyway, I wanted to start out by reiterating just a little bit of some of my um, my new my food background, kind of how I um, grew up eating and what I, you know, how I kind of came to where I am now. So um, if you've listened to previous episodes, you kind of know I was raised in a household where we had very basic food. I mean, it wasn't bad food or good food. We, we actually didn't have a lot of junk food in my house because my dad is a very strict budgeter and we, he just didn't allow us a lot of extra money um, to buy groceries with. So like while my friends were having, you know, um, (laughs) sugar cereals and Eggo waffles for breakfast, when I was a kid in elementary school, at least, um, I would have, you know, wheat bread and Brunschweiger. And if you don't know what Brunschweiger is, you did not grow up in a German household. Um, (laughs) and you know, things like, that I I didn't really get like peanut butter and jelly and chips and you know stuff like that and our dinners were very basic we were you know typical midwest family of you know meat and potatoes pretty much every night casseroles things like that so nutrition quote unquote in my house was very basic and I you know any vegetables that we ate were generally canned I can't I mean eventually um you know we would my mom would switch to frozen for some things, but really for the most part, everything was canned, which I firmly believe established my hatred for vegetables because canned vegetables are really gross texturally. Like they're just, they, there's no crispness, crispness to them. They're mushy and they're usually not the color of actual vegetables because they've been cooked to death in order to be canned. So I mean, if it's all that you can afford, then it's obviously better than no vegetables. But um, I think that eating that way from a very young age was really not good for for my my texture issues. Um, so anyway, that was that. And then when I got out on my own, I didn't cook a lot at home because it was just for me. And then once I started dating my husband and we got married just for the two of us. So I didn't really, I mean, we just didn't, we just, I just didn't cook a lot for just myself. I I went out to eat a lot and I was still young enough that, you know, I still had that young person metabolism and I didn't, you know, I wasn't thin by any means, but I wasn't like hugely obese either. You know, I probably moved just enough to kind of keep myself at, at maintenance for whatever weight I was at the time. But, um, I just, I just didn't have a, a knowledge base of nutrition good enough to help me overcome some of my textural issues and things like that. Um, and then as I, as I had my own children and I, I didn't want them to have that same foundation, that, that kind of, I don't know how else to put it, but that bad taste in your mouth 
you know, no pun intended sort of background in nutrition where, you know, how we ate really affected, I didn't want it to affect their long-term, um, their long-term grappling with how to eat in a good, healthy way as they were growing up. So, um, I, we, I do a lot of frozen vegetables. We do a lot of fresh also, but we do a lot of frozen. They tend to hold up a little bit better, um, than can do. They taste more like the fresh versions. So, and usually that just happens for like out of season vegetables. So, um, in any event, so, uh, we do that. We do a lot more basic meals, but I also am not overly restrictive. We have pizza once a week. We have donuts every once in a while for breakfast. We do, you know, like pancakes every once in a while. It's just not constant. Most of our, um, most of our meals are very basic. I mean, at least once a week we have grilled chicken and a seasoned rice and a, you know, a vegetable. That's our dinner. So, we don't, I, I don't like to overcomplicate things. There's a lot of people in my household and I, I'm not a diner. I'm not a shorter cook. So everyone is expected to eat for dinner, at least what, what I prepare. Um, so, you know, I, I'm hoping that they, that that gets passed on to them, that they learn to eat the, the 80, 20, 90, 10 rule, which is 80 to 90% of their food is, you know, basic, good, nu- nutritious, quote unquote, food, and then t- 10 to 20 percent um, of that is, you know, kind of fun food and, you know, fitting in junk food and things like that, but learning not to overeat it. And I think that I'm hoping that that's what we're finally teaching them. Um, so anyway, that's kind of the background that um, I am coming from. And so when we decided um, 17 months ago, I guess, that we wanted to change um, our lifestyle as far as nutrition and exercise, I only had diets that I had done in my, in my mind as far as how to lose fat. I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I knew logically eat less, move more, like that's the conventional wisdom, but I didn't know what that looked like for me. Um, in the past, you know, I've said many times, I've pretty much done every diet known to man. So in the past, what I would do is I would find a diet and I would follow it to the letter to perfection until I got so sick of eating that way that like, eventually I'd revert back to the way I was and, you know, binge certain foods and things like that because what I was doing was too overly restrictive. So that would be my first piece of advice to you. If you are just a regular lay person and you and you are looking to um, lose weight and you want to do it responsibly in a way that's going to last a long time, the first thing you need to do is find a way of eating that is long-term sustainable. So, um, you know, right now the big thing is keto and there's really nothing wrong with keto. It's a relatively easy way or not easy necessarily, but a relatively healthy way to eat. However, for most people, it's not a long-term solution because people, they, for better or for worse, they need to eat carbs. You need those to fuel your body. Um, and people like them. I mean, let's not forget bread is delicious. <laughs> so, and, and dessert is delicious and you don't always want to substitute um
you don't always want to substitute a high fat, low carb dessert for, you know, regular dessert, you know, it, it, it doesn't mean you can't do it. It just means that you don't always want to do that. So, you know, it's, and I'm just using that as an example. There's lots of other like diets out there that people do and try and stick with for short term. But my biggest piece of advice is find a way that you can eat long term. And when I say long term, I don't mean for several months. I mean, literally for the rest of your life. Um, so that would be the first thing that I would, that I, that I personally would suggest after my, just my personal anecdotal experience. Um, so the second thing that I would uh, recommend is find a way of tracking that you like. Um, tracking, people don't like to do it because it's, it's a pain in the rear. And I'm not going to disagree with that. It is a pain, which is why I didn't want to do it for the longest time. I did it several years ago pretty religiously and then stopped because I, you know, I just didn't want to do it anymore. Um, but honestly, tracking calories is really the only way you're going to know how much you're eating, at least for a while. It doesn't mean that you have to do it forever. It doesn't mean that you have to do it for every single meal, every single day for the rest of your life. It just means that you need to get a better grasp of exactly how much you're eating. Um, so before I started um, this journey, I couldn't tell you exactly how much I was eating per day, but I would guess looking back and knowing kind of what I know about calorie counts in certain foods and in things that I was eating, I would guess that I was probably ingesting between three and 5,000 calories every day. Um, that is an astronomical amount of calories for one person. And honestly, I'm surprised that I didn't gain more weight um, eating that way. So because this is kind of what my day would look like. I didn't generally eat breakfast because I'm not a big, I just don't ever feel hungry first thing in the morning. I don't get hungry until mid-morning, around 10 o'clock. Um, so I would wake up, I would make coffee, and I would put tons of like regular fat half and half in it. So probably like a fourth of a cup of that in there. Probably even more, probably maybe even a third of a cup in there in a cup of coffee. So it was super light. I wouldn't put sugar in because you know diets in the past had taught me that sugar was bad. Sugar is not bad. Over imbibing on sugar is bad, but sugar itself is not bad. But I learned a long time ago to drink coffee with no sweetener, and actually I enjoy it that way because I like the way coffee tastes. So it doesn't really bother me. But tons of half and half in my coffee. And then um, I would, you know, sip on that until 10-ish. And then I would eat something for breakfast. And even at 10 o'clock, my breakfast would be relatively small. And then I would find myself running around doing errands or whatever. So I would stop to eat out and not even consider what I was eating. Like I would literally just buy like a huge burger because by that time... I was starving because I hadn't eaten much for breakfast, which is fine. I mean, it basically I was doing intermittent fasting and didn't even really realize it. Um, <laughs> so that's not necessarily a bad thing. So I would get burger and fries or I would get, you know, Taco Bell or, you know, whatever, just whatever was, you know, 
near to me while I was out running around because especially when my kids were really little, I spent a lot of my days going to different, um, you know, social things with my kids or running errands or whatnot. So I was out of my house a lot. So I would do that. And then I would have some sort of snack in mid afternoon, which was usually like a bunch of cheese. Cause I love cheese <laughs> and crackers and like, you know, stuff like that. And then dinner would be whatever you know, casserole that I made or it would be, um, you know, uncontrolled portions of whatever it was I was making. And that's the thing is that, you know, I wasn't necessarily making anything terribly unhealthy for dinner. I just wasn't, I just didn't limit myself in any way. I would eat as much of whatever it was, you know, at the time, at the time I would just eat whatever as much, however much of it that I wanted to. I didn't really keep track of how much I was eating. Um, then a few nights a week we'd have dessert or whatever. And then what would happen is, is that because I had kind of displaced my eating to later in the day, late at night, cause I'm a night owl, I don't get up that early or at least I didn't used to, um, late at night around 10 or 11 at night, I would get so hungry and I would ask my husband to go and pick up something to, for me to eat, um, at a fast food restaurant. And so that was where most of my calories came from the day. Now, I'm going to make special note here. It wasn't at all because I was eating late in the day at all. That was not why I gained the weight. Why I gained the weight was I was eating an astronomical amount of food late at night. (laughs) So it wasn't like he went and just got me like a cheeseburger or whatever. I mean, I would ask for a full meal at Taco Bell with a huge soda and usually some sort of dessert. Or um, he would go to Chick-fil-A and get me a large cup of ice cream and one of their cookies, which one of their cookies alone is 350 calories. So, and I would eat that like every night, every single night of the week I would eat it, except for Sunday because Chick-fil-A is not open on Sunday. So, (laughs) so I mean, I just kind of over imbibed on everything really late at night and those that ended up catching up with me and I ended up gaining a lot of weight so I and and I just didn't know how much I was actually eating um so tracking calories is super important and I would highly suggest that you don't use measuring cups or spoons to measure things when you're um measuring out portions because things can look like let's put it this way a half a cup can look like a regular half cup when you're putting it in a measuring cup however not all measuring cups are created equal some of them are a little smaller some of them are a little bit bigger and it's just because of the manufacturer or you know they there's just no standard for what they're shaped like or whatever so weighing it is very important Um, so that you know exactly how much you're eating because I can put a half a cup of rice in a measuring cup and if I weigh that it might be you know an ounce or two over what an actual serving if you read the back of the packaging is intended to be so it's super important that um, it's really I mean it sounds tedious and ridiculous but it really is kind of super important that you weigh everything especially at first so that you get a feel of how much Um, things should be and it you know there's some tips out there like you know a chicken breast should be the size of the palm of your hand you can use those things 
But I would highly suggest at least once or twice weighing things just so that you know exactly how much four ounces of chicken looks like or exactly how much half a cup of rice weighs so that you know exactly what that's supposed to look like. Um, so, and then there's tons of ways of, well, there's not tons. There's a few different ways of tracking. Most people do it on an app nowadays. The one that I use is MyFitnessPal. It is not perfect, but I have a history with it and I have a, you know, a list of frequent foods and I've put in my own personal recipes in there and figured out calorie counts for those things. So I, that's what I use. It's not, it's not perfect by any means, but I, for, in my opinion, it's one of the most comprehensive databases out there. And the only thing you have to watch for is that it is user populated. The information is user populated. So you have to really read when you're first putting in the foods that you're eating for the day. You have to really pay attention to, um, you know, what they're putting in because they might have the right calorie count, but not have the right protein or, you know, whatever. So you kind of have to do some reading, but you know, that's part, it's all part of being an advocate for yourself. Um, you know, think of taking, this is one way that you're taking care of yourself and don't shortchange yourself on that. So, um, and then there's other people who use just paper and pen and they look up the calorie values online and they write it, you know, write it down in like a diary or a journal. And then of course there's, you know, spreadsheets. You can make an Excel spreadsheet. And honestly, a, a lot of people tend to eat, I mean, even I kind of go in cycles, but I tend to eat the same things for breakfast and lunch over and over again. So, you know, it's really easy to kind of just constantly put those, those calorie values in. Um, so, and that kind of leads me to my next point, which is it's not necessarily, um, it's not necessary to eat the same thing over and over again, but it does make life easier. Now I am not a meal prepper per se. I, I like the idea of having variety. So I'm not sure that I would be a very good one to give instructions on meal prepping because I just don't, I just don't do it myself. It doesn't mean it's bad or good or better or whatever. I just don't, I just don't do it. Um, I have the ingredients for like what I know that I want to make for lunches and breakfast that week. And I just pick them out of my refrigerator. I don't, I also don't have a job that I'm usually at, um, during lunchtime. So I have to take it with me. I have the luxury of being at home and being able to prepare it right then. So, um, so anyway, but what I wanted to say is, is that eating the same ish foods for, for at least breakfast and lunch and maybe even snack time, um, is very helpful because you kind of, after a while, know, okay, well, this is how many calories is in two eggs and a piece of bacon or a piece of turkey bacon and a piece of toast. Like you kind of know what that looks like if you're eating that every day. So for me, um, a breakfast would be some combination of um, eggs, generally, um, usually I do one whole egg and two whites and not because I'm avoiding cholesterol, um, because that has kind of been debunked, but, uh, that, you know, eating cholesterol causes high cholesterol. That's kind of been debunked, but, um, I just do it for the calories. It's fewer calories, um, in the whites. So, but sometimes I'll do two whole eggs, but in general I eat, um, one whole egg and two whites. And then from there, I kind of add what I want to it. So I'll either do like a breakfast taco where I'm doing like a piece of turkey bacon and some 0% um, 
Greek yogurt as my quote sour cream and some sort of salsa or pica de gallo, some cheese, etc., etc. So you kind of just build a breakfast taco or breakfast burrito or however you want to put it. Um, sometimes I just do that in a bowl. Sometimes I do it, I make the egg scramble and then make a piece of toast. I do, I just, so I'm eating the same basic things. I'm just doing it in different um, iterations so that I don't get bored. Um, and then sometimes I'll do like oatmeal with protein powder and some fruit and maybe like add something fun like, you know, chocolate chips or something like that to it. Um, I just make sure that I keep track of all the calorie count, all the calories of everything I'm putting in there. Um, lunch is typically the same. I get pre, I, what I do, it's totally worth the money to me is to buy pre-cooked um, grilled chicken breast and so all I have to do is pop it in the microwave or if I have time put it on the stove to rewarm it I don't have to actually like sit there and cook a raw chicken breast um and then I just kind of add things to it so I'll make you know like I said tacos out of them or taco salad or just a salad with strawberries feta cheese and poppy seed dressing or you know I just I use the I use that the same basic ingredients to kind of make iterations of that so I so I in general know how many calories I'm putting into my body for each of those meals. Snack is usually, I try to do a protein with something else. So um, sometimes it'll be a protein bar. A lot of those are really high in calories for not much protein. And the ones that are high in protein don't taste real great. So um, I kind of have gotten away from the protein bar thing. I will take them with me if I'm going somewhere because um, they're easy to transport. And so it's like a nice snack to know that I can just have it. Um, cottage cheese, I eat a lot, string cheese. And then I'll pair it with like a fruit or, you know, carrot sticks or something like that. So that that's kind of what my three, my two meals and my snack looks like for the day. Dinner is different every night, um, you know, most of the time. Sometimes we do leftovers, but, um, and that is just literally, I have a list of meals that I pull from each night of the week. So I don't... Um, I don't, I'm not a really, I tried to like be a, an intense meal planner, planning ahead for the month or whatever, but then like my nights would get switched around or something would come up and I couldn't do it that night or whatever. So I just kind of stopped doing that. I do it week by week or usually five or six days at a time is what I end up doing. And then, um, you know, it, it, it tends to work out that way better for me. It just, that's the easiest thing for me to do. Um, but anyway, eating, so doing that way, pulling those things off of the list, I kind of know how much a turkey burger is going to be. I know how, you know, and what I like to put on it. I know how much that's going to be ahead of time. So I kind of can calculate in my mind, okay, you know, I can afford to have this treat or this snack or whatever for that day, depending on what we're eating for the day. So counting calories, super, super important. The next question I usually get if people ask me about my nutrition is, well, how do you know how many calories to eat? So here's the deal. No one knows how many calories they need to eat right off the bat. No one does. Um, <laughs> there are some ways to kind of um, put yourself at a good starting point, and I will give those to you. Um, but honestly, it, what you're going to have to do is eat at um, what, you know, what the formula I'm going to give you tells you. And then if you're not losing weight, you need to drop your calories a little bit. If you're gaining weight, you definitely need to drop your calories. And if you're maintaining, that means that's whatever your maintenance is. So the um, calculation is usually your body weight times 10, or 10, 11, 12, or 13, depending on how many calories you want to drop per day. For me, I do it at um, 10 or 11 because, or I'm sorry, um, 11 or 12 because I like to eat more 
a little bit more. Um, so I'm still in a deficit, but essentially, and I'll tell you what happened with me and calories is that when I started being real cognizant of my nutrition, I set my calories at 1800 because that was a nice round number. And it was around where this calculation told me I should be. And I've left it at 1800 since I started and I have consistently lost weight on 1800 calories a day which is not too many and not too little for me. I feel nice and comfortable at it. I still lose fat as far as I know. I haven't weighed myself in a while, but I'm there's other indicators that that's happening. Um, and, I, and I will say at the beginning of this summer, of summer of 2018, uh, be, toward the beginning of June, I had felt like I had plateaued, which I don't think I actually did, but in my mind I did. So I said, okay, well, you know, maybe I'm to the point where I've lost enough weight that 1800 calories is actually maintenance for me, which in hindsight, I do not think that 1800 calories is maintenance for me at my weight and my activity level. I think it's still in a deficit, but because my weight loss slowed significantly, and that has to do with a couple of different factors, um, I thought that maybe it was just me. So what I did was, is I dropped my calories by 200 calories a day. So I went from 1800 to 1600 and I spent two months, like the most miserable I've been since I started this journey because I like to treat myself every once in a while. And by every once in a while, I mean like every other day. So, <laughs> so I found it incredibly difficult without being super, super hungry during the day. I found it really, really hard to, um, to be able to fit in treats and things like that. And then what would happen is I would consistently go over the 1600 anyway, because I wanted to eat those things. So <clears throat> I didn't really lose any more fat during that two month trial period. And after two months of it, I just, I put myself back up to 1800 because I was like, well, if I'm going to overeat every day by 200 calories, then I might as well just put my calories at 1800. And when I'm at 1800, I very rarely eat over very rarely. Even if I'm eating out or having um, a treat that day, I very rarely go over. I, I find it much easier to fit those things in my day. So body weight times any number between 10 and 13, 10, 11, 12, or 13, and that should give you a modest calorie deficit. It does not have to be huge. And do not listen to my fitness pal. When you put in your numbers, it'll say, oh, 1,200 calories. And it says that for everybody. 1,200 calories is a tiny amount of calories. But don't starve yourself. Losing fat is not worth that. And you don't have to do that. Um, so, and then, so my next, that'll kind of get us into the next thing after tracking calories for me, the next most important thing to track is protein. Um, especially if you're, um, wanting to retain or even gain some muscle as you're losing fat, which it is harder for people who are lean to lose fat and gain muscle at the same time. It's difficult, um, because muscle needs to be fed. However, when you're heavy, it's easier because your body, when you're exercising, your body's using that fat to fuel. So your muscle can be kind of built at the same time. Um, that's harder when you're leaner because you don't have as much fat to fuel that, to fuel your body anymore. So that's kind of why that, why that happens. So, um, but, so it's important to refeed your body protein. So, and it doesn't have to be an excessive amount. I think that it used to be conventional wisdom used to be um, your body weight times one. So like if you were 300 pounds, you were expected to eat like 300 grams of protein a day. I don't even know how that's possible because 
I, my, my protein goal is 130 grams a day and I sometimes find that hard. Um, not every day. I usually fit it in pretty well and I can get to that number. And some, some days I even go over by a little bit, but there are some days that I just don't make it. Um, and usually those are days that I want to like, you know, have something like a donut or regular ice cream that's not protein ice cream or whatever. And that's not bad. It's not bad that I don't hit it every day. I just, I try my hardest and if I don't, I don't. Um, but yeah, so, so the best way to calculate, um, a, a modest protein goal, um, would be your body weight times 0.7, um, 0.8 or 0.9, uh, 0.9 is kind of getting up there. Usually times 0.7 or 0.8 is for a normal person trying to lose fat, um, at a modest calorie deficit, your body weight times 0.7 or 0.8 is perfect. Um, so I definitely recommend making sure you get enough protein. Now, as far as the other two macros, which would be carbs and carbohydrates and fats, I don't track those um, because I don't care. As long as I stay under my calories, I don't care how much fat I'm getting and I don't care how much, how many carbs I'm getting. Um, in fat loss, calories are king. So it matters not what diet you're doing. It, it, the magic of keto is not being in ketosis. The magic of keto is that it is lowering your calories. You're eating denser foods, which means you're eating a lot less during the day, and it's lowering, it's putting you in a calorie deficit. That's the magic of keto. <clears throat> it's the same for any diet that is restricting you in any way, because what's happening is it's it's, it's basically forcing you to eat less calories during the day, which is not a bad thing. You just have to make sure that you're eating in a way that, like I said before, is long-term sustainable. Okay, so um, I already went over how I eat. And um, so the last thing I wanted to cover is how I manage treats because that's usually people's like question after like, how do you calculate your calories or whatever? Well, what if, you know, how do you eat treats? I don't understand how you eat donuts and ice cream and things like that. Here's the deal. First of all, <clears throat> I put pictures of those things on Instagram, but it's not like I'm eating them every day. So I might have a donut once every couple of weeks. I might have, I like ice cream, and, and I mean um, like protein ice cream, I'll have a lot more often just simply because it helps me get my protein in during the day. But, um, but, but like regular ice cream, I don't eat that every day. I mean, there was a couple of days during a couple of weeks during summertime. It felt like I was eating it every day, but I really wasn't. But even if I was eating it every day, I fit it in by planning my, my food day ahead. If I know that I'm going to be somewhere where I'm going to have ice cream or a donut. So, um, I will just make sure that the rest of my meals are a little bit lower so that I can fit that treat into my 1800 calories during the day. But here's the deal. You don't have to do that every time. If there's a day that you eat your regular calories and then have a donut on top of that, that's not going to do any major damage to your progress. And I think that that has been the biggest mindset change for me as far as nutrition is that before when I would diet, I would be so quote unquote good by staying at whatever goal that diet set for me. 
But then I would have a treat and I would feel like I failed. I would feel terribly guilty and I would just say, well, you know what? I ate this donut. I might as well eat six more donuts. And then it would be this terrible kind of slippery slope where, well, I ate six donuts. So, you know, why don't I eat half a bag of chips now? And, you know, since I've already eaten that bag of chips, I think I'm going to go ahead and have a tub of ice cream too. So it would just kind of escalate into this terrible kind of cycle where I would start that and I wouldn't I wouldn't stop myself and what I have learned now is that it's okay to eat a donut and it's even okay to eat it if it makes me go over my calories in the day as long as I'm not doing that every day and as long as at the next time I have an opportunity to eat whether it's a meal or a snack or whatever I decide I, I stop what I'm doing then and I say you know what I've already had a treat today I'm going to have protein and fruit for the snack or whatever. That is where the mindset change needs to needs to happen. So, and that is kind of what has happened is that I I my brain used to tell me you've restricted so much. You're going to have to eat all these donuts now because you might never get another donut. See, this past 6 months or however long I'd be on whatever diet I was on, you haven't been able to eat a donut. So, now you have the opportunity. Let's eat all the donuts. It doesn't have to be that way. And I'm finally learning that, that it doesn't, it doesn't have to be that way. I can, I can, I have the ability to eat one treat to say that was delicious and then move on. And I have never felt that way before in my life. I mean, even as a kid, um, you know, or as a, as a teenager, I would do that. My mom would bring some treat home and I would just like want to eat the whole bag because I felt like we didn't get those things very often. And it, you know, we might not have, but the thing is, is that I was capable of restraining myself and I just, I just didn't know it. So that has been incredibly empowering on this journey to, to take back control of my choices and not feel like I have to do something Um, because my brain is telling me I have to do it. So anyway, um, if you have any questions, you can, um, message me on Instagram. My username on there is at it's just me, Mary. And, um, you can DM me there or make a comment under one of my photos. And I do my absolute best to answer everybody all the time. Um, sometimes it doesn't happen. And if you just DM me and remind me, I will get right on there and get on it and do it. So, um, I hope to see you and I hope this provokes some thought and some changes in your life. And if it does, let me know that too. I would love to hear it. Thanks. Have a great day.